It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On NBA, your daily podcast on all things about the NBA. I'm Wes Goldberg, the host of Locked On Warriors, here with David Ramil, the host of Locked On Heat. Uh, got a really fun show for you guys today. So here's what we're going to do. We recently got uh, the updated odds from betonline.ag on the NBA conference futures. So odds to win teams that are the favorites to win the Eastern Conference, and then those same odds for the Western Conference. Uh, and so what David and I are going to do here is take some fake locked-on money, some fake locked-on cash, and we're going to bet – we're going to place our bets on who we think are the best bets in the East and the West. So we each have a $1,000 bet, one $1,000 bet for the East and the West, and then two $500 bets each for the East and the West. So we got six bets total – Coming up here on today's episode, we are going to start, David, with the Eastern Conference. And I think we should just start right off the bat with the big bet, with the $1,000 bet. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to you look at what happened in the Eastern Conference, it, it kind of, you saw, we were talking about this before we even jumped on the show, that I, I think from the Eastern perspective, like some teams made slight improvements. One team made a probably pretty sizable jump and overall even the top competitors the top contenders in the conference probably state patches making moves on the fringes not necessarily shaking things up dramatically and maybe they don't need to because they're already strong contending teams it's a it's an interesting race i don't think it's much a, as much a foregone conclusion as it would appear too and i think you know bet online they're going to do what they do they have to place these odds but there's a few teams out there that could either precipitously drop or make an unexpected rise into the rankings there, but it's going to be a a fun race in the East. Well, you mentioned the team that made the most substantial leap. And I do think there's really only one team in both conferences that based on their offseason moves have, have kind of moved from that middle tier in its conference to that top, like real legit contender. Like if things break right and that's the Miami heat, and that, that's because they add a guy in Kyle Lowry, which is probably the biggest player, uh, most important player, best player, however you want to phrase it, to actually move teams this offseason. And then they add a guy in P.J. Tucker. They shore up some of their depth with some other moves and things like that. Um, they bring back Victor Oladipo. His health is going to be important. And then you look at some of these other guys like Max Struess and uh, Omer Yurksevin. Yurksevin, Yep. Like dudes who had like pretty impressive summer leagues definitely had really impressive moments in summer league. Can one of them pop? Can the KZ Akpala leap ever actually occur? Can, like, can if- I just add like where you're talking about summer league and we were talking about this last week too, but that the heat, I know a lot of people, even casual fans, not even necessarily media members, kind of jealous of Miami's ability to just continue to find players to rise to the challenge. This is why the draft is stupid, people. Sorry, I know everybody's really excited about their draft picks, you know, and tanking for years and years and years and creating this really losing mentality. The draft is pointless. I mean, you can continue to find a great level player even with the 61st pick in the draft. You know what I'm saying? You can continue to scout well, and as long as you develop players well, you'll be able to get some value out of them. That's that's my soapbox, and I'm done. It's been your running bit for the many, many years that you and I have been podcasting together is that you hate the draft, and you wish there were no rookies in the NBA. That's kind, Absolutely. Of, your, that's kind of your thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the Heat move up, and then the other big kind of not swing factor in that it wasn't a swing factor is that all these superstar rumored superstar trades, Ben Simmons, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal never happened. Those three guys were still on their same teams. Uh, anything can change at any moment in the NBA, but for now it looks like Damian Lillard will start the season in Portland. Bradley Beal will remain in Washington. Um, I guess you could, and, and the Ben Simmons thing is still out there, but like if there was a deal that made sense, I, that would have already happened, right? Like we're kind of past that point. And it kind of feels like the Sixers are waiting on either Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard to decide that they don't want to be there anymore. And then maybe try to maneuver a swap for one of those guys. So everything is staying, standing pat. Uh, 
unless you view Russell Westbrook as a superstar trade, no superstar deal was made over this offseason. And so I think when careful, you're you're treading on dangerous waters there. Westbrook fans can come at me. I don't care. I've actually been I've been pro the Westbrook Lakers fit more than a lot of media people. I'm just saying not a superstar move. Um, So all that is to say that when you look at these odds, from before the offseason started and at the end, like there, there's been some movement, there's been some change, but really when we're, what we're talking about is Miami's the only team that's moved up into the upper tier of their conference and everything else has kind of remained the same. You've even seen a team like the Warriors move up in their conference. But um, now that we've kind of done the overview, I really just want to know who your $1,000 bet is on in the East. Well, I could uh, go with a homer pick here and, and say that, you know, Kyle Lowry is going to be able to cement all of what Miami can do and they're going to tie everything together. And all of a sudden they're just going to punch everybody in the mouth and, and, and be able to run the gamut through the Eastern Conference playoffs. But I don't really believe that. Uh, I mean, there's that possibility, but I'm not going to lose a thousand dollars, even if it's locked on money. I'm putting it on the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I think to me. The most obvious choice is the Brooklyn Nets, but I have to say that with Milwaukee, one of the things that I've always maintained about like these unusual championship contenders, they're not like a super team, perhaps they're not a dynastic team. They don't seem like they're a lock to be in the finals for the next few years. You'd have to give that credit to Brooklyn because they've got the big three, a much bigger three than whatever big three is currently going on in Miami or Milwaukee or Los Angeles or anywhere else. Cause now all of a sudden everybody's got a big three, but you look at what the nets are able to do. Yes. They're, they're built for a more dynastic run. The bucks, however, they have an opportunity to prove that they did belong that they didn't just take advantage of injuries. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that, you know, a lot of people are discrediting their run to the finals because they took advantage of Brooklyn's injury issues. And that's my point also is that I think Brooklyn is going to continue to have injury issues. Like, I, I don't wish injury on anyone, but I just think it's so unlikely that Kevin Durant can stay healthy for a prolonged period of time. Like, I don't know if Harden's injuries are going to just continue to pile up over the course of his career because of the physical toll that he's taken with the style of play that he does where he embraces contact and free throws and everything else like that. But Durant coming off of an Achilles tear and then having to rebuild his lower leg completely, playing a full season of basketball and being the best player in an Olympic run, I'm not in, you know exactly yeah. filled with confidence that he can stay healthy. So the Bucks, I think, are going to have a bigger chip on their shoulder to try and prove that they can. I think this is Drew Holiday's peak. It's going to close quickly, but I think he's playing as good as he can possibly play at this point. In his career, he's a great defensive player. His offense was still a big part of Milwaukee's run. I think Giannis is going to come back with, again, trying to prove and build on this really deep resume that he's already established, even at his early age. So to me, I like what the Bucks are potentially able to accomplish next season. And they bring back Bobby Portis. They lose P.J. Tucker. They bring in Semi Ojale, which I guess is like a a bet on, hey, maybe he could be our P.J. Tucker. I still think they're a little thin in the front court, but then you just factor in Giannis and he just covers up so much of those deficiencies in the front court. Uh, They're going to get Dante DiVincenzo back, who of course they didn't have for most of that playoff run. He got hurt in the first round um, and didn't return for them. I like the Bucks bet. And also when you look at the odds from bet online, Brooklyn, the prohibitive favorites at six to five odds and Milwaukee second in the East with 17 to four odds. So the difference with you putting a thousand dollars, if you would have put a thousand dollars on the nets, you would have won and, and they win. That's a payout of 200 bucks. Like you're winning $200 on that. It's, nice. But, but a thousand dollars on the nets. And if they end up winning the conference, then you're getting back $4,200. That's substantially more money. So as far as just value on your bets, if you're able to get that much from a team that just won the NBA finals, not just the conference, but just won the NBA finals, that's a pretty nice payout considering that with Brooklyn, you have to bet a lot more money than $1,000 to get anything of, uh, of note if they end up winning the East, if that pays out for you. But yeah. with all that, so I, I like the Bucks bet, but with all that said, maybe I'm just the guy playing it safe here. I'm putting $1,000 on, I'm putting my $1,000 bet on Brooklyn. I just think, I agree with everything that you're saying. The injury yeah. stuff concerns me way more than with Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee's stars, just they're durable, right? Like they just time and time again, they play. And with Brooklyn, yeah, Kevin Durant was healthy for the for the home stretch, um, but 
they lost James Harden. He tends to be durable, though. Kyrie, mm-hmm. The Kyrie Irving thing, though, like, I'm just going to assume forever that he's not going to play a full season. And I'm not even counting on him to play every playoff game at this point. Like, he just doesn't stay healthy at this point in his career. And is two stars, even as good as Kevin Durant and James Harden are, uh, good enough to basically dethrone the Bucks if, if, if Milwaukee enters that kind of series healthy? The one thing I'll say about Brooklyn is I like that they added James Johnson. I think he just fits everything that they want to do. I think the Patty Mills thing was a really good addition. No, he's not James Harden. He's not Kyrie Irving. But he helps mitigate some of that, um, that drop. Sure. Like when, when one of those guys are out, and I say when on purpose, because before, like last year, it was Tyler Johnson. And who was that guy that they brought over from Europe? Uh, I, I forget. Mike the, James. The, yeah. Like that, it was like him and Tyler Johnson. Like that's a, that's a pretty steep drop, right? Uh, yeah. Those are basically minimum guys. Patty Mills is a legit rotation player in the NBA. With so championship experience. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who could space the floor. And you kind of just, he helps you do all the things that you want to do. And then Cam Thomas, who they drafted at LSU had a really nice summer league. Now he's not the most efficient player, but he can go get you buckets. I know they lost Jeff green, but net net. I kind of like what the nets did in the off season. And, uh, and if those guys can stay healthy, I still, I'm playing it safe. I'm putting my thousand dollars on the nets, but I like your bet with, with Milwaukee. Cause, and that's where my $500 goes is on Milwaukee. Well, look, I, I had forgotten too, that they, they did make some changes. They brought in Rodney hood. They made that trade for Grayson Allen. They brought back George like Hill. Grayson Allen one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are building out the roster. So I, while we saw Mike Budenholzer make the right decision this past playoff run to play his stars for more minutes and to shorten the bench a little bit, it's good to have that kind of depth because, you know, you lost DiVincenzo and all of a sudden you have to rely on some players like Forbes, like uh, Pat Content, and others that might have cost you a chance to succeed. It didn't, but it's always good to have that kind of depth so that you make these trades with that open mind. And I, and I think it's a smart move there. So I like your Brooklyn pick. I, I mean, I think they're the clear favorites. I, I can't I can't go against that choice whatsoever because they do have a great roster. They do have incredible talent there. Uh, I think, you know, I think they probably would have won the championship fairly easily had they been fully healthy, I don't think that's a hot take at all. Although, I, I, again, it seems like you discredit everything else that Milwaukee or any team was able to accomplish, Phoenix or anything else. But I think if, if Brooklyn had stayed healthy, I think it's fair to say that they probably would have just beat up every yeah. other team on the process. And that's the thing. At the, at, I think that Brooklyn is clearly the better team, but they are, when healthy, far and away the better team. I just right. don't see a world where anybody knocks them off. And uh, because of that, I, I guess that's where I go with my thousand dollar bet is because I, I just have to like, they were so close last year. And if they even have two of their stars healthy, I still think they beat Milwaukee. Like I just, I don't, they have to basically be that much beat up again yeah. in order, like a hobbled Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, not playing. I think they're still this close. They're still this close. Yeah, yeah. They're deeper than they were last year. Um, and by the way, it's not anything against Milwaukee. It's just Brooklyn right now is the only team in the league that can claim three top 20 players. Like they're the only team that is even close to that. And maybe only, they might be the only team that can claim two top seven players at this point between KD and Harden. Yeah. Um, who's your, so who's your, I, I, I kind of told you my 1000 and my $500 bet. Who's your other $500 bet? Is it Brooklyn? Uh Yes. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, I drew a blank there, but yes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's an easy money. You know, you get a little bit extra there maybe perhaps, but uh, the reality is that uh, you're not losing money by making that pick. At least I don't think so. I mean, look, injury concerns. Yeah. It's always a possibility that injuries could change the landscape yet again, but uh, assuming things stay healthy for now, it looks like Brooklyn's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And that's kind of what it comes down to. We have to place one of these bets on Brooklyn just as a hedge, but between Brooklyn and Milwaukee, if I could just put all of my money on one of those two teams winning the Eastern conference, I probably just would do that. Um, yeah. And you can do that. It's called a parlay. Um, but uh, that's not the game we're playing. All right. Um, I want to get our final $500 bet in the Eastern conference, David. And I do have a little bit of a twist on this. I know I made up the rules of this game and I'm already going to cheat. That's going to come up next, but first tell listeners, about um our sponsor yeah look uh, it's a problem that a lot of people don't like talking about uh, i've got a friend of mine who he tends to sweat a little profusely and it's not that big a deal but you know he can get a little embarrassed sometimes wearing a shirt and 
all of a sudden uh, he starts getting a little damp in his arm area there and he just doesn't he doesn't feel comfortable doesn't feel as confident as he wants to and he's a he's a teacher too so for, it's a little problematic for him he has to go through shirts sometimes and change or he has to wear something uh, specific to cover up what he's got going on and so now I introduced him to this great product. He didn't even know about it, but it's been featured on the Rachel Ray show. Uh, you know, it's been doctor created, doctor recommended, and it works for up to seven days. It's called Sweat Block. Uh, it's a little secret to your confidence that you can just apply on the go. You don't even really have to think about it because it's that good. You just apply Sweat Block and you're good for a whole week. It's just keeps you from sweating and he's feel feels so much better now you know the school year is starting again he can tackle it with renewed confidence he can just focus on the job at hand which is teaching his students and so he doesn't have to worry about whether or not he, he looks silly up there or anything like that it's just a great confidence booster if you're you know worried about a meeting or you can, tend to be a little nervous and maybe you start to sweat a little overtly you know if you're going on a date or something like that and you want something to help you maintain that confidence then sweat block is the choice for you so uh, get the gift for somebody you love or get it for yourself if you're feeling like you need a little extra help there. And you can get it today for 20% off if you go to sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon or at CVS. And if you're looking to find the right person to add to your company, then there's only one choice. That's Indeed.com. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly easy. You just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope for your perfect candidate to find you. Indeed's hiring tools will help you to cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, you can choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure that you're finding applicants from applications from people with the skills you need. Look, I, I've been in that position before where I need to hire somebody. I use Indeed, found the right candidate. It was a perfect setup. I really appreciated how easy they made things for me. With the assessment test that I talked about before, you can find the person that has the skills that you need to fill that posting. It, it makes the job so much easier. And you find the right person to fill that job. So get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit only at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, back here with Locked On NBA. Going, uh, we're going to finish up our Eastern Conference bet. So just to recap, we each have one $1,000 bet for each conference and two $500 bets for each conference. I used my first $1,000 bet on the Brooklyn Nets. David used his on Milwaukee. And then vice versa, I used my 500 on uh, Milwaukee. David used his 500 on Brooklyn. Uh, David going with the value play there, uh, which I can respect. <laughs> but you, you and I both have one uh, $500 bet left. Um, I'm going to just tell you what I'm going to do right off the bat. All right, go for it. I very strongly considered Miami here. 11 mm -hmm. to 1 odds. A $500 bet would be a pretty handsome payout. I think Miami does have what it takes to get to the to get to the finals. Now, keep in mind, this is not to win the NBA finals. It's just to get to the NBA finals, winners of each conference. They added Kyle Lowry. They add P.J. Tucker. They basically fill their two main needs with two proven players. They bring back Victor Oladipo on a buy low option there. If he can get healthy by the postseason, he can be a contributor for them. And like I said, I think guys like Max Struess, uh, Omar Yerksevin, Casey Akpala, if one of them pops, I think it changes a lot of what they do. They've, they've inked uh, both Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson to extensions. So you like what they're building there. I just still think they're a little thin. I still think that they're a little old for my taste, and I just don't know what they're going to look like by the time the playoffs roll around. And they're going to need, I think, uh, to win a whole lot of games in the regular season because home court is going to be important for them. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not going to put my $500 on Miami. Um, right. I'm going to take $400. Here's what I'm going to do. Oh. I'm already cheating. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the 76ers. Oh, uh, and this is my only bet. My bet is that something has to give with the Ben Simmons situation and that they yeah. somehow get Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal. And that these eight to one odds on the Sixers look a whole lot better now than they do later, because if they do swing that kind of deal, you're not getting eight, eight to one odds on the Sixers. Their odds are going to look much closer to Brooklyn's than they do their own, the, 
the the eight to one odds, which right now are ranked third in the East. So I'm just going to break off this $500 bet. I'm going to take $400. I'm putting it on the 76ers, basically betting a portion of this, that that trade happens. And if it doesn't happen, I'm not that worried about it because I still have $1,000 in the nets and I'm playing it safe with that and with the $500 on Milwaukee. And that $100 that I broke off of that $500 portion, David, yeah. I'm getting weird. I'm putting it on Atlanta. I knew it. I'm putting it on Atlanta, 18 to 1 odds. I don't know why, but if there's going to be any team that's off the board, if Trey Young takes some sort of other leap, they're really deep. I like that the move, I like the moves that they, they made over the offseason. Small moves, but meaningful ones. I'm just gonna throw hundred dollars on Atlanta, 18 to 1 odds. If it if it hits, I'm making seventeen hundred dollars and I like that value. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, it, it's great to cheat and, and bend the rules <laughs> so that you can uh, come out with a better opportunity there. Look, I, I don't mind those picks. I I have bones to pick with both of them. I just personally, I think the Sixer situation is going to get worse before it gets better. I, I just, I don't know what happens in the playoffs. I, I mean, let's, I personally am going to assume they're keeping this roster as is. And if that's the case, man, that's going to be a really ugly like a uh, locker room working experience there. Like you don't want to go into work every day with people that clearly dislike you from Ben Simmons perspective. I don't know how much more they're going to get at a Joel Embiid. If he can stay healthy for another season, maybe, maybe we're at a point collectively where we're all kind of dismissed whether or not Embiid has legitimate health questions. I'm still not at that point. I still think every time he drops to the floor, there's he's one potential injury away from ending his career. Uh, you look at, what they did with their roster. I mean, they've made some minor changes, but overall, I just, I don't necessarily like what they've been able to accomplish in the off season. And again, I just think that it's, it's a difficult working environment. And I don't know that that doc rivers is going to be able to somehow miraculously find a way. Like I feel like NBA Twitter and, and media members at large are kind of going the opposite direction when it comes to doc. At one point he was like, Oh, he's a great coach. He, he gets the most out of his players, but then you kind of see the statistics of him you know, bombing with the Clippers and not really getting the most of that really talented roster. And now he goes to Philadelphia and he kind of does the same thing. And now everybody kind of ter- turns on him a little bit. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with you. Like you swapped Dwight Howard for Andre Drummond. I think you got worse at that position. Yeah. Um, I, you re-signed Danny Green. Okay, great. But he's only getting a year older. Paul right. Reed seems to be like the biggest kind of swing factor rotation wise. Sure. And then had a really nice summer league, but like, okay, if the answer to your problems are, or Paul Reed, then you have the wrong problems. Um, look, if, if, if the roster stays the same, I'm losing $400 and I'm, I'm prepared. Fair. I'm prepared for that. This is only all the things you say are, are I agree hundred percent with. This is solely a bet on if they can get Damian Lillard, then, then I like the value of spending some money early to get in on these, these odds now before they change if, and when they were to get Lillard. So I I'm uh I like the idea where you kind of split that money between uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta in the hopes that maybe they'll find some way of tying it together. But I'm also not a believer in Atlanta being able to duplicate last year's success. I'm, I'm totally on the Knicks, by the way. I'm also out on the Hawks. I think, yeah, I think the Knicks are fine. I also don't think they're going to get substantially better. I think they were able to really get a fantastic year out of Julius Randle. And I don't know how likely it is that they're going to get that out of him next season too. Uh, I don't know if the Evan Fournier edition is going to be, uh, you know, something that swings the favor, or, you know, things in New York's favor there. So I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work out there. I so think you're not they splitting were, your bet. I am not. I am actually okay. betting all $500 on the Boston Celtics. Wow. Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Maybe addition by subtraction by getting Brad Stevens out of from the sidelines there. I know you that should, uh, you have just, oh, well, I like that. I like that. I like that take. I like the Brad Stevens was overrated take. You know, I'm on that train. Yeah. Uh, but you just somehow lost a lot of friends and gained one in John Corrales. And I don't know if you want him as a friend. So, uh, yeah, well, not particularly, but anyway, you know, um, <laughs> if uh, I, what I like about the, the changes, I, I think they're tying things together. I really just like their depth. I really do. I think, you know, they, they lose out on Kemba Walker and for Knicks fans that love the idea, the narrative from a narrative perspective, it's a great story. Kemba returning home, going to save the Madison square garden faithful, you know, bringing everybody back to the Mecca on and on and on, whatever. He's like, I love Kemba. I love w- watching Kemba when he's playing at his best. I just don't think he's going to be able to play anywhere near his best and certainly not for a full regular season. So that's why I'm out on the Knicks. But as far as the, the Celtics are concerned, I, I think they just added a lot of nice depth 
You know, they, they, you look at their roster, you know, they get Dennis Schroeder on a really great deal. They're able to, to get Robert Williams there. Maybe he can start. You get Al Horford back. I think he thrived in Atlanta. He's going to find a way to. And look, we're kind of overlooking the fact that maybe their best addition was the change in the head coach position. Not necessarily to knock Stevens, but just because it brings in something different, a new voice. And I am a big believer in, in what we saw from Nate McMillan last year, or even what you saw from Tom Thibodeau in New York, a new voice that can see something from an outsider's perspective, change the paradigm in Boston. They've been always this good and never good enough at the same time. And now you bring in a guy like Ime Odoka, and he's going to just change the culture there. I think he comes from a winning background. I think he understands these players. I think he knows how to get the most out of them, even though he's a first-year coach. That doesn't seem to matter anymore. Steve Kerr had success as a first-year coach. Steve Nash had success as a first-year coach, and on and on. It doesn't matter as much as it once did. And I, get, I think you got a guy like Udoka with these young players and older veterans that can accomplish a lot that, that I think want an opportunity to prove that they can still play at a high level. And I think they're going to find a way to tie it all together. I'm just I'm a believer in what the Celtics roster can do. $500 on the Celtics. They have 16-1 to 1 odds. Look. I can't, I can't say you're wrong. I do like the difference. I, I like, it felt like they needed a refresh in the front office. You know, Danny Ainge out, Brad Stevens in. What he de- did to add Dennis Schroeder late, they also got a guy like Josh Richardson. They got, they got a guy like Chris Dunn. They yep. bring back Al Horford. Yep. It just feels like their rotations make a little bit more sense now. Marcus Smart, by the way, is on an expiring contract. He's somebody who could get traded potentially, especially yep. with the Chris Dunn move. You kind of have like your poor man's Marcus Smart there if you're really looking for that kind of, point of attack defender uh on the roster at some point but uh, maybe they can move marcus smart mid-season for uh to to address an area of need maybe josh richardson can have a bounce back year after a tough one in dallas i think he does and, and then obviously you've got jason tatum now with cha- uh gold medal experience can he take yet another leap i like you putting 500 on boston and betting on all of those things happening i am heartbroken that neither you nor i put any money on the miami heat so i'm changing all of my stuff putting $500 on Miami because one of us had to do it. One of us had to do it. All right, let's move to the Western conference. Um, your thousand dollar bet. That, that's uh, okay. I'm going to follow the same policy. I'm going to follow the same policy. What didn't break right for, I'm sorry. What did break right for Milwaukee didn't break right for the number one seed in the Western conference, but will this following season based on your answer to this one question, how good can Eric Pascal be as your backup center? Your small ball center. Uh, he could be pretty good for a few games, but he can't stay healthy the whole year. All right. So you're not counting on him in the playoffs. And that's really the big issue, right? I think Utah is going to clearly be as good as they were last year, if not even just a little bit better. Just another opportunity for Donovan Mitchell to continue to expand his game. You get a little bit more out of guys like Conley. Maybe Gobert is a little upset about the, the loss in the Olympics you know, to, to the United States, I think he can look, it's, it's a great team. I mean, I, I think it feels like I'm playing somewhat to most of our listener base here, but I really do think that the Utah jazz is a great team built for the regular season. They've been able to accomplish a lot. And unfortunately what happened to them in the playoffs was, well, you're one of your best players was just unplayable because he's just a, li- a liability out there offensively. But if you can get a guy like either Pascal or gay, you know, Rudy Gay, one of their big additions that kind of goes under the radar there. I think you've got a really much more well-rounded roster with a nice complement again of young players and veterans that know how to buy into Quinn Snyder's system. I really like what Utah yeah. built this offseason. So I'm, I'm going to take another bit of a gamble here and hope that the Jazz can somehow find a way to get a little bit better during the regular season and a lot better during the playoffs. Um, I like the moves that they made too. I think, look, they didn't have any wiggle room. They had nothing to do, right? This is a capped out team in a smaller market um, with not a whole lot of money to spend, but you go out and get a guy like Rudy Gay, you make a trade for Eric Pascal, who had moments in Golden State, right? Sure. And I think the clip that, I'm sorry, the Jazz in the past have made the most out of those tweener forward guys. Um, if they can't teach Eric Pascal how to shoot, nobody can. Uh, and I think it's a nice buy low option. And I, I, I think there's another leap coming for Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Does it come this year? Does it come later? If it comes this year, it changes everything for Utah. It changes every, and we we see it every year in the playoffs. Can he? But I, I I'm not saying that Donovan Mitchell already isn't one of the best 15 players in the league. I just think the world of his ceiling. I think there's another. 
I think he can go from top 15 to top 10. I think that that's his I ceiling. Agree. And if he can make that sort of leap, then again, that changes everything for the Jazz. I think uh, he understands just, a little bit more what's at stake here. Like the yeah. fact that he didn't want to necessarily join Team USA, even though I think there was a spot available for him, like kind of like shifts his focus into like, I need to win. I need to yeah. win with Utah at a high level. Does the fact that they signed Hassan Whiteside change your approach at all? No, because I really don't think he's a factor in, in, in year 2021. I don't think he's the player he once believed he was in Miami. Like, I mean, it could be disastrous, but I just I don't think Hassan is I don't think he's good enough anymore to, to really be an issue. So I don't okay. I don't <laughs> I, think he, I don't think his teammates really had a problem with him. Maybe Udonis Haslam did. So, uh, so you're putting your thousand on the jazz. I am. I am on eight to one odds. That's a really nice value play. I think that they are like, this is a team that's had the best record in the Western conference or one of the two best records in the Western conference. Many like several years in a row. Now, I, I don't know why their odds are so low. I guess it's just because there are huge questions in right. the playoffs and Conley's health. I Conley's health, Rudy Gobert, like arguably your best player, definitely your highest paid player yep. is just general playability in the postseason. And I think there are teams like a lot of teams ahead of them that can just simply take advantage of that. And so I thought long and hard about Utah, but I don't put any of my bets on Utah. I don't, not my thousand, not my, and neither of my two $500 bets. Um, I've got my thousand dollars on the Lakers. Hmm. I, I understand the question marks with what they did over the off season. I understand the jokes about Russell Westbrook and the one ball and the, Oh my God, his usage rating, his inefficiency and all that is true. And they probably would have been better off making the buddy healed deal. Right. Um, but, and a lot has been made about like the, the age of the guys that they brought in, like their average age now is like 43 years old or something like that. I, I'm not really sure they're old. And the big question is whether or not they can stay healthy, but let's not forget we're two years removed from the Lakers looking like the absolute best team in the NBA uh, before LeBron and Anthony Davis got hurt early last season. LeBron was the prohibitive favorite to win MVP. He's still LeBron James. He's still in my book, the best player in the league. And I'm not going to bet against him, certainly. And I'm comfortable putting $1,000 on him. I, I like the changes that they made in, in the aggregate. Like, yeah, they're old, but they can shoot, and they're proven. They're deep. I actually really like the, the Kendrick Nunn and the Malik Monk additions. I think oh, those, no, guys yeah. are, those guys yeah. are young. I, I don't know how much worse Kendrick Nunn is than Dennis Schroeder. He's not. If at all. Yeah, I, I think you, you almost upgrade your point guard position there. And, um, and so there's some young guys who can pop for them, but it all comes. And, and if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, and that's a big, if I understand um, more so than ever, it's just every year he seems to get hurt at some point, but um, I still like their two stars head to head against anybody else in that conference. And so, um, and at two to one odds, I like those odds. I like being able to put a thousand dollars down on the Lakers and winning a thousand dollars. So um <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm putting my thousand dollars on the Lakers, but call me, I don't know, call me a LeBron Homer or something. Cause I, I usually err on the side of LeBron, but it didn't work last year, but maybe it'll work this year. Um, all right. $500 bet. Your first one. Well, shouldn't I say that for our next segment? Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break here and then, uh, and then we'll get to our final two bets in the Western conference. But first David, tell them about rock auto. Yeah, that's a tease for you. But one thing you never get teased by is the great prices over at rockauto.com. Look, you can go to a traditional chain storefront. Maybe they'll start asking you questions. You start feeling uncomfortable. You're not sure exactly what you're looking for. And then they find a parts that they just happen to carry on their computer. What's, what's the point of that? You've got access to computers at home or in your pocket, which means you have access to rockauto.com, a family-owned business that's been serving uh, auto parts customers online for two decades, 20 years of family-owned service. That's great. Uh, you save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Uh, you find all the same low prices for everybody, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a mechanic or just somebody who wants to get the right parts for your car or truck. You go to rockauto.com. You use their, their easy-to-use, easy-to-navigate easy website and find all the parts you're looking for with just a few easy clicks. You get, get it delivered directly and safely to your door, and you save money. It's just it's such a great bargain. And again, you're supporting a family-owned business. So go to rockauto.com right now, find all the parts available for your car or truck, and then when you get to the section that says, how did you hear about us, write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And speaking of reliability, 
talking about the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar. Believe me, you don't even know you're eating a protein bar, but you're getting all the nutrients and satisfaction and, and kind of indulging in a good treat because they're soft and easy to chew. They're 100% covered in chocolate. You don't even know you're eating a protein bar, but there's so many delicious flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut or mint brownie or salted caramel. Uh, my personal favorite, cookies and cream. So many great flavors. You can get a mixed box where you can try some of them, give some of them away to your friends, family, coworkers, whatever. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off, but only at built.com. All right, back here with Locked on NBA. We are going to finish up our best bets show um, between the Eastern and Western Conference favorites. Uh, I put $1,000 down on the Lakers winning the West. You put your 1000 on Utah mm-hmm. winning the West. We both have two $500 bets remaining. And I got to tell you, David, I had a really hard time with this. Um, I like your Utah bet. I thought long and hard about putting 500 on them. I just still have my doubts about Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, and they're well-founded. Um, I really thought about Phoenix here. I think even if Chris Paul drops off, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they're only going to get better. Mikal Bridges, those guys are only going to get better. I love, love, love the JaVale McGee edition. I just think that that was such a hole for them, that, that backup center spot was such a hole for them in the playoffs and specifically in the finals. They addressed that need with JaVale McGee with, uh, you know, as good a backup center as you can get. Um, I really thought about them at $500, but um, I'm going with Golden State here for 500 bucks. And I got to tell you, I don't feel great about it, if I'm being (laughs) honest. Yeah. But uh, if Clay Thompson can stay healthy, if Otto Porter can stay healthy, if Nemanja Bielitsia could stay healthy and in shape and do something, and if Jonathan Kaminga could give you something as a rookie, and if Moses Moody can give you something as a rookie, and if James Wiseman can take an unprecedented second, unprecedented second year leap uh, after not having any summer leagues and probably not uh, being 100% by the start of the season. It's a whole lot of ifs, but I look up, and I, but I, I, I look up and down the roster and I just, I have so many questions, but then I kind of, end up staring at the top of that roster with Steph Curry. And I still think that there's a lot of guys, there, there's some depth here. If at least half those guys can stay healthy and give you something. Um, and you still have one of the best players in the league in Steph Draymond green just finished in top three for defensive player of the year. It just, to me, comes down to clay Thompson's health. And if he can be 90% of what he was in 2019, which again, big if, um, but I still like their top up against anybody else's top in, the, in this conference. I had them in my uh, in my possible choices there. I did not go with the Golden State Warriors, but I am also a big believer in what they can do. I, I kind of similarly to what happened in Miami. My 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 faith in Golden State is based on one. They have more talent. It's not to say they're apples to apples here, but obviously Curry, one of the best players in the league. I just really like the fact that they're going to have another year together, another year to kind of refigure out who they are they can incorporate wiggins understand what he can produce at a little you know with a different it, the the priorities and and you know the expectations for andrew will be a little different if clay is healthy and i think that's a huge if obviously that changes everything but you know what i also like the 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 reintegration of andre guadala i think it just makes a lot of sense it kind of just good vibes maybe and, and that's sometimes that's all you really need especially during this you know, projected to be difficult season. I think you got a guy like Iguodala now towards the tail end of his career, just kind of meshes back with those guys, understands the nuances, can help some of these young players understand their game a little bit. That's not to say yeah. that Curry and Kerr and, and, and Draymond weren't able to do those things, but that's Iguodala's role now. It's been his role for the past two seasons in Miami. I think that was the expectation that is that he'd be able to produce, provide that in Memphis as well. But I think he can go in there and really help these young guys understand it's going to, it's just they're going to be a better team. And I think uh, I like your choice there. It's a great value pick. And I like the fact that they're, they're going to catch a lot of teams by surprise during the regular season. I, I like their, their odds a little bit. I just, I didn't go with them, unfortunately. Well, one last thing on Iguodala too. Last year was like the worst possible scenario for him. The quickest turnaround in NBA history <laughs> yeah. for a 37-year-old who was already on his last legs, right? I mean, this yep. is a guy who didn't look great in his last year in Golden State in 2019, right? Like, um, he was very much a 16 kind, kind of game player, just a playoff guy in the regular season. He had a hard time. 
Um, so that was a tough turnaround for him. And he had his career worst year shot like 38% overall. Yep. Didn't do all the things that you expect of that uh, Iguodala to do. I'm aware. Uh, but, and then the other thing with the Warriors is, um, yeah, I just, I think there's enough there. And I, I, I we're, remo- we're so far removed from the end of the regular season that I think we forget but they, they finished the regular season really strong. And the only reason they didn't make the playoffs and they lost to Memphis in the second round of the play-in was because they were playing with eight guys for like the last month of the season. Oh, yeah. And they've addressed that issue. Their issue was, I know that there's a lot made of, do they make a Bradley Beal deal? They've been linked to Ben Simmons, all that stuff. And there's Warriors fans who are just generally frustrated and upset that they didn't go all in. But the problem last year wasn't their lack of star power. Their, lack, their problem last year was their lack of depth. And right. they've done a lot to address that. They figured something out towards the end of the year. If you don't put all those expectations on James Wiseman as a starter again, they, that, that, that starting lineup with Kevon Looney is out that outscored opponents by like nine points per 100 possessions or something like that. It was really, really, it was one of the best 10 starting lineups in the league. Uh, they figured something out at the end and they've added guys this off season who sort of fit that identity that they, that they figured out, which just happened to be sort of their old identity. They just figured out new personnel to do it with. And then you bring back a guy like Iguodala, who I think you're right, will have a positive impact on that locker room overall and good vibes, like you said. So I like Golden State at $500. Who's your $500 bet? It's the easy choice. I'm going to follow the same pattern I did in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to go with the Lakers for $500 because I I really just, I do like their off-season additions. I wasn't quite sure what they were building towards. And yeah, easy jokes to just criticize their age and things of that sort. But you get the right players around two of the top 10 players in the league and AD and LeBron and assuming that they're healthy, always a big problem with any team in the NBA. I think they're still going to be very good. I think they're going to be re-energized. A guy with a guy like Carmelo Anthony is probably closer at the start of the season to an NBA title than he ever has been. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of ridiculous to say, right? Like this might be the very best team that he's ever played on. Uh, The Westbrook is the Westbrook edition is of course a huge X factor. You never know how it's going to quite work out not to insult Westbrook. I, I, you know, I talked about him before. I think you kind of live and die with what he can do, but he's just there to understand his role alongside LeBron. This is going to be a real trying challenge for him because even last year in Washington, he never really had to change his game. And I don't know that he has to necessarily. I think they're going to be expecting him to provide some of what he can do, but it's going to be about controlling and doing it in the right moments. And that's something that LeBron has always emphasized, even back to his days in Cleveland, which is why any team LeBron is a LeBron led team, even as good a player as Dwayne Wade Mm -hmm. or Anthony Davis or anybody or Kyrie Irving was, those were always LeBron teams. So it's all about understanding how to fit into LeBron's, scheme of things and understand what he wants done but you get great shooters like wayne ellington and malik monk who can catch fire you get proven veterans like anthony and howard back Uh, a guy like kendrick nunn uh, i think is going to be a really nice addition for them he's going to fit a nice role he can start he can come off the bench i think he understands what it takes to play in a tough system like uh, whatever lebron's going to run in los angeles because he just came from one like that in miami so i think there's going to be similar practices similar doctrines things of that sort and kent baysmore a guy that you know well i think he's going to be a guy who can provide a nice scoring boost off the bench he's going to be a guy who can stretch the floor provide some nice defense it's just a really balanced roster i, I can't find any glaring weaknesses in there other than perhaps the age and maybe injury plays a toll. Maybe it doesn't, you know? So if that's the case, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, you and I kind of keep coming back to that injury question with the Lakers and that's what starts to, and then we haven't really talked about Westbrook that much, but that's kind of what makes the Westbrook thing make more sense is if the biggest question for the Lakers is their health, then if you can get a guy in Westbrook who could just stay healthy and take some off of LeBron and Anthony Davis's plate during the regular season, and just give them a better chance to be healthy in the playoffs. And then at that point, you just hope that like Westbrook buys in. It's definitely a gamble, but it makes sense when you start to look at it that way and you start to frame it that way. And the other part with the Lakers offseason is when you subtract the age and the Westbrook stuff out of the equation, everybody has said time and time again, how do you win with LeBron? You surround him with shooting. Everybody mm-hmm. other than Westbrook that they added this year is essentially a shooter. And so that, that matters to me. That matters to me. And I think it, it's going to matter for them is if you, there's going to be lineups that they can play, which is literally just going to be LeBron surrounded by shooters. And I, like, I think the Dwight Howard thing is going to be huge because now you can play Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis in that front court. That, was, that ended up being a, a front court pair that worked for them, helped them win a championship. 
um, okay. where last year just didn't really work with, with the personnel that they had. All right. Um, I think, I think I'm going to surprise you with my final $500 bet. So I want to hear yours first. I'm going with the Denver nuggets. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think Jokic is going to, again, the fact that he chose not to play in the Olympics, I think is a huge thing. I think it kind of will resharpen his focus. Not that he lost it. Obviously he was the MVP. I think some of the kind of subtle disrespect about whether or not he was a deserving candidate and things of that sort, I think is going to fuel him as much as anything really does. Like I, I kind of, you know, I, I don't, I don't know him as well as uh, Matt Moore and Adam Mattis of Locked on Nuggets, but I, I think that, I'm just curious as to see what motivates a guy like Jokic because it just, you know, he's so good and yet he has this kind of carefree attitude about him that doesn't, he doesn't seem wired like this, like the typical NBA star. And yet you, you, you hear every, everybody kind of discredit what he was able to do. Maybe there's some blatant xenophobia behavior there uh, kind of fueling that discussion, but moreover, he's just, he's just a really great player. And if you don't appreciate what Jokic can do, I just, I don't know why you even watch yeah. basketball. Uh, but I also, you know, again, there's questions about the, the health of some of their players, uh, whether or not some players can take a leap there. Uh, I also like the fact that Aaron Gorn is going to be on this team for uh, another year. I think now he, he's going to be able to understand his role. I think he's at a point in his career where he has to understand exactly what's at stake here. And I think the pressure, not the pressure necessarily, but the expectations are going to be higher for him. And I think he's going to be able to step up and, and Orlando Every year that he was there, the, the rug was always being pulled out from under him. He just, whether it was a new coach or a new trade or a new player, he had to kind of familiarize himself with. That's not the case here. And so now he has another opportunity to be a defensive player there who can come up big uh, on the offensive end on occasion. I think it's going to be a different role for him, but one that he has to be able to lean into and embrace. And if that's the case, I like their chances there. It's a, a sleeper pick perhaps, but I, I just, I like what they can do. Maybe I should have gone with Phoenix. No, I just no, I don't like think... I like the Denver pick. I have no problem with it. I understand Jamal Murray's not going to be there, but maybe he's ready by the, the playoffs and that's when you really need him, right? That's it. You don't, I mean, he's valuable in the regular season. I don't mean to say anything against Jamal Murray, but based on how good that team is, you don't need him in the regular season to get to the playoffs. Yeah, you can and tread then, water. Yeah, if you get a leap from a guy like Michael Porter Jr. and maybe another thing from Aaron Gordon, like you were talking about, you obviously have Nikola Jokic there. Yeah. I have no problem with putting $500 on Denver. I'm not, I don't think that we can count them out just because of the Jamal Murray injury. I don't think that's fair. And so if you want to put one of your bets on them, I have no problem with that. Um, good. My, my last $500 bet is on the Clippers. And I'm surprising myself by doing this Ooh. because I have been very, very outwardly anti-Clippers ever since they acquired Kawhi and Paul George. I just never thought they had what it took to get to where they needed to be. And I don't, I don't buy Kawhi Leonard as a top dog on a championship team um, when he doesn't have the right personnel around him. I just don't think he has that extra layer of leadership quality that matters, right? I know that NBA Twitter loves Kawhi Leonard because he's the most actualized, perfect version of a 3 and D player who can obviously do things off the bounce and everything like that. He's super efficient. I get it. I understand that analytics love Kawhi Leonard. I'm just telling you from a leadership standpoint, there's something missing there that guys like LeBron have. And, mm -hmm. and he just doesn't have it. And so I don't know that he could be your leader, but still I have a hard time not putting any of my bets on the Clippers because um, Kawhi is going to be out until the all-star break, but he'll be back after that. And just like Jamal Murray, if he's there for the playoffs, that's what you really need him for. They showed an ability with Paul George and not having Kawhi to still win games in the playoffs. And I think they'll be able to tread above water for most of the regular season until Kawhi gets back and he gets healthy. Um, yeah, they traded Rondo and Pat Bev for Eric Bledsoe. It was kind of a just move things around to move things around type of move, but I don't think they're losing anything in that exchange. And if anything, the, the potential payoff for a guy like Bledsoe is better than any potential payoff for a guy like Beverly and Rondo at yep. this point. And, um, uh, and I think that there's something to be said about getting Kawhi to sign that contract, getting Paul George in the first year of a contract extension that he signed last year, it kind of resets the championship window there. There maybe that grant that buys them enough time to say, you know what, maybe this is just a gap year. Let's get Kawhi healthy and then figure things out. But I also think it just takes some of that pressure off that was building last year. Yeah. And maybe this is a team that just comes back a little bit more refreshed. We know that Kawhi doesn't like to play basketball every day. 
and he's just not going to for a really long time until he gets back and playing healthy. So maybe he just comes on, comes back like pants on fire and just tears it up for the, like the second half of the season. I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't put a whole, I wouldn't put my thousand dollar bet on the Clippers by any stretch. I actually feel like the Lakers and the Warriors, those are my safe bets. And my Clippers won at $500 on eight to one odds. It's the same bets as the, the jazz at eight to one. I just like the value there. Like if you're getting the, if you're telling me I get the Clippers at eight to one, a team that was right there at the top of the Western conference odds the last two years, and I can get them now at eight to one. It's just good value. I'm putting $500 on them. It's hard not to, right? I mean, even without Kawhi, they still look really, really dominant in the playoffs. They had some really great games from Reggie Jackson, who they re-signed. Uh, I mean, I don't think you're losing much, like you said, in that trade with Memphis and, and Bledsoe, what he can potentially provide. And look, I don't think I'm blind to what Bledsoe can do. I, I mean, I remember watching that series against Miami in the Orlando bubble where he was clearly being targeted because he's just, he's not that good offensively. Maybe he can step it up. Maybe Ty Lue finds a way of kind of getting the most out of what Bledsoe can provide. Uh, but I also like the idea of point justice. And, and this is a huge question mark there. And maybe it's just hearkening to my you know, days of covering him with the Miami heat but there's always been potential with what justice Winslow can provide. And he's got another opportunity now uh, as a healthy player to perhaps provide something they didn't have. Look, if you haven't watched Winslow lately, and there's a good reason why you haven't, because honestly he's been hurt for so long that it's kind of hard to remember exactly what he can provide. This is as good a defender as you're going to find in the NBA. He's just never been able to stay healthy for long, but he can guard one through five i mean he's a great perimeter defender uh, the idea of pairing him together with bam and Abayo and J- and jimmy butler when the jimmy butler trade first happened was one that was tantalizing for heat fans and it just never panned out because justice was never healthy and they just never stayed healthy with memphis either mm-hmm. uh, but you like his addition there he can play the point he can bring the ball up his offense you know it's a crapshoot with Winslow. It always has been but i don't think you're counting on him to provide much offense it's I think a nice buy low it's a nice buy low chance for a team that didn't have much flexibility right absolutely yeah uh, again Batum, Ibaka yeah. you know Luke Kennard I think you've got a nice deep roster there and a guy like Winslow is a good risk uh, a, a low risk there and that you can get a lot out of yeah. so I mean it, it always comes down to Kawhi look I, I hate bringing it all down to injuries but I think that's just realistic yeah. in today's NBA is that it's always going to change the potential of any team there. But uh, I mean, I, I like our choices overall. I mean, I yeah. feel like I kind of went a little low on teams like Phoenix and some others, but overall I kind of, I like the fact that we took some risks, but also kind of hedged our bets a little bit. Uh, we only had six bets, which on its face sounds like a lot, but then you start breaking thing, these things down and you are going to leave some teams. Well, out. you went with a seventh bet, I guess, technically. Uh, I did. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, about cheating at my own game. Now you went back. You, you you took your four hundred dollars off the Philadelphia Sixers and put all five hundred on Miami. I'm not so really I guess sure what I did. Our listeners will let us know. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, wherever it is that you get podcasts, if you can, please leave a rating and review. It really does help, especially during the dog days of, uh, of the off season. Helps people find the show. Um, we'll be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me over at Locked On Warriors. You can find David over at Locked On Heat. That'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.